Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart, and you are listening to Hollywood Live Extra. My guest today has been turning up the heat on the Billboard charts for years, and yeah, he's back again with another game changer. Johnny Gill, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. How are you? I'm awesome, awesome, awesome. It's a new day, new year. We ready to rock and roll, baby. Oh, you know what, though? Let me just say this. You have never stopped rocking and rolling, okay? Not since you started when you were 16 years old, honey. You have been bringing it. And I love the fact, you know, on Game Changer 2, which actually just debuted number one on the Billboard's R&B album sales charts. You notice I said Uh sales. (laughs) It it, it marks your... It's your... <laughs> oh, doesn't it? I love it. Ka-ching. Uh, it's your eighth solo release. Congratulations on that. Tell me a little bit about Game Changer 2. Game Changer 2 to me is one of those albums I took my time and I did. If you go back through the history and the track record of for me, all of my albums, you very, but very rarely ever find a throwaway song. And Game Changer 2, I approached that one and did, I just honestly didn't think I could even could 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 even beat Game Changer One because that album went for four years and I mean we had six uh, singles off of that album, top ten, top five, number ones, and I never imagined in my wildest dreams. And when I was working on Game Changer Two, I was like, okay, we just got to make sure we do follow the same blueprint. And that is do the great songs, and we ended up doing some most some of the most incredible stuff on Game Changer Two. And and my thirty seven years of doing this to come out. And debuted and debuted at number one. It's the first time ever in my career that I've had an album to do so. But it is right. Really? So one of those albums that, yes, that, uh, I mean, I've had number ones where they had to go and they had to work their way up. This came, you know, but the debut at number okay. one has been absolutely just incredible. Uh, this Game Changer 2 album, wow. I got uh, Carl Santana and Sheila uh, E. Um, uh, Kevin, uh, you got Ralph um, Tresvant, <laughs> yeah, right? and Ralph, and just a bunch of you know friends. But I, I this, the album itself from the beginning all the way to the end, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, um, uh, you know, great kid producer out of LA, out of Atlanta, uh, Zach Elvis and Belly, that whole crew. It's like, and the album is just. When I tell you, every artist says this. Every artist, oh my album, I got the best album, best work yet. But I, I challenge you to just take a shot and listen to it, and you can go from there. Take it from from there. But it's, I'm so proud of what we were able to accomplish with this album uh, that uh, I'm just over the moon. Well, you know, I am so glad, Johnny, that you and Ralph Tresvan are back together again. You know, many people kind of remember you beginning your career with uh, the iconic boy band, New Edition. Of course, you kind of started before then, but that's what people always think about. So what brought the two of you back together? Well, when I was recording and uh, the, the album, I thought there was a song that's called Perfect and I, I said, you know, I said, I could hear Ralph doing the hooks 
year for me and and so I asked him about doing it I told him I had this song that one you check out and he listened to it he's like he said big bro I'm on my way <laughs> so it was pretty awesome it was pretty awesome and, and he did exactly what I thought he was going to do and that was to just elevate the song to a whole nother level and that's yeah. what he brought to the table with it and everyone is enjoying it because the song is uh, about talking about women and about how you know women have gotten so caught up into social media and into the instagram models and everybody's trying to keep up with everyone with the lip injections and uh, all the other stuff and this song really just simply talks about embracing your imperfections loving who you are being able to accept who you are uh and uh and 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 being able to uh uh to to uh, to, to accept yourself and your beauty and your natural beauty and not so much so you have to do all the other things to be and to fit into what every what one's definition of beauty is so between that one and between soul of a woman which was another song that talked about the strength of women that so many powerful women that we ride on their shoulders that i felt uh that needed to be honored and need for people to be reminded of what women have brought to this table uh and uh i, I so the song soul of a woman really is another song that talked about just the strength of women. So both songs are just really celebrating women. And uh, my mom, who I, whom I love uh, dearly, is the reason why I have such great respect and love for women. Right. I was going to say, your mom, Anna Mae, that's kind of who that song is all about, isn't it? The Soul of a yeah, Woman? Yeah, she calls. She picked that one. When I first decided to do it, and she heard just even the demo of it, she was like, yeah, play that again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it But you know Johnny I think that has been The key to your success Because no matter How you look at it A good R&B crooner Always plays To the women You know I mean yeah. Let, yeah. Let's face it honey That's That's been your Your really That's that's your A spot there <laughs> You always yeah. know How to play well, to the ladies I, Teddy Pettigrass Once had a song That said It's so good loving somebody when somebody loves you back and when you feel the feeling of singing and watching how uh, ladies embrace and have embraced me over the years when i open my mouth to sing and the guys support too but i'm talking about the ladies it has it is the most uh incredible feeling of having as being accepted and being uh, uh and seeing the impact and the, that you make on their lives and watching how they react, how they smile, how they feel, how it makes them happy, how they cry, they can go through these emotions based on what songs that what I'm, the message that I'm I'm sending to to them, and it's it's like it's moving. It's, to me, I I don't take it for granted. Even to this day, thirty seven years later, when I sing, I'm picking songs. I'm singing. I sing and give it all I have because I because I, I understand and know that it's truly a blessing. You know, it really is. I First of all, I can't even believe when you say 37 years, I'm like, is he kidding me? Uh, but you're probably not. <laughs> you know, it's probably <laughs> been that long. Who's counting? So, Johnny, I don't know if you realize that I was actually the one with Maurice Starr when we kind of founded the members of New Edition. I don't know if you know that the original group out of out of no. Roxbury in Boston. <laughs> yeah, wow. Right. No. Way, way back in the day. Yeah. I think Bobby wow. and, and Ralph and all the guys, they were probably like about 10 or 12 years old. I, but I moving forward, I love the fact that Tiffany Haddish is in, in your new video as well. Girlfriend's working yeah. it too. I love it. So, woman. How'd you get I, it Tiffany? Was so funny 
Yeah, a friend of mine, his name is Chris, Chris Spencer, who directed it, and he was a fan of, why don't we get, uh, get Tiffany? I was like, dude, I don't have no Tiffany had his budget. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? And <laughs> so he said no. And I've been knowing Tiffany when she first started since she's been in business. And uh, it was just funny because often, many times people always say, you know, you never know who you're going to need. You got to be careful how you treat people. I've always treated her with great love and respect because she's always been a sweetheart. And it was just funny to watch how she would, um, <clears throat> when he called her and asked her about, uh, about doing it, doing the video that she said oh for Johnny she said absolutely I would she said I'd do anything for him because you know uh, she's always been a huge fan but we would always cool with each other so when he told me that I just said really and I told her I was like really she said absolutely mm -hmm. and she said plus I had to hold my mama back from coming because she the start she was going to bum us and come up in there and I told her no <laughs> you're staying home <laughs> I know that's right, cause you know everybody's mama wants to come up and hear Johnny Gill uh, sing for real. I'm loving so it. Funny. I was just gonna say the Grammys are coming up really, really soon. Um, this was this came out I think a little bit too late for nominations this time around. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I'm expecting year. that next year, yeah, next year we will have some Grammy. We better have some Grammy nominations coming out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna be storming. Yeah, yeah. I'll be storming those people just so you know, me and Tiffany, because. <laughs> You can count on that on that girl for that. If you don't get some Grammy nominations, you can always count on uh, yeah, Tiffany. She'll yeah. be storming them over there. But you know, in in the world of music, which has changed, everybody is streaming everything. What would you say now in terms of moving forward with the music business? Because R and B has really come back. You know, I'm loving that. We we had a little period there, but I'm I'm thinking it's it's really back. What are your predictions for the future of R and B and our music and hip hop and all of that? Well, I'm going to only do my part, and that is what I've done since 2010. I was I returned back on the scene in 2010, and I have not left. I mean, as far as recording. Still won an album, and then I came from there after that two-year run with the, that to, to still to the, the game changing one album with Brand for four years, and I gave her it was a year in between while we was getting this album together. Here we are back again. I have not stopped and still rocking to make my uh, to make an impact and continue to make a contribution to um, this this thing called R and B that I find that it's been smothered or put down to the bottom of the totem pole and yet at the end of the day we're starting to see a surge of people having an understanding of appreciating R&B and understanding that a lot of things derive from R&B from rhythm and blues and yet at the end of the day we're, we've always been put down at the bottom of the totem pole especially when it comes down to traditional R&B they consider themselves and radio consider R&B now these days is hip hop and with R&B and I'm not I listen I love all genres of music, but I just think that they really, truly have put a chokehold on our on our on our on our genre of music, R and B, because it's you know had to have this certain kind of a feel to it. But what I'm noticing is people are really taking to even just great classics as well as the great classics. They're taking great taking notice and, and embracing. I mean, because my music, Soul of a Woman, is nothing but a traditional R and B song that went number one. Uh, and yep. it's just being, it's being true to what I do and recognizing that it is, it's not the people. It's just that the, it looks like anything else. The industry, the radio just needs to get it to the jury and let the people who decide. They're the jury. 
And a lot of times, people that run the radio seem to think they know what people want and what they want and don't want. And unfortunately, it's an unfortunate thing because you got some other people making the decisions. Great music, great song, great hit records have one thing. They have something in it that is magical that reaches the mass. That's why it becomes a hit. And so when you start trying to corner that and not allow people to hear or be able to experience what others are experiencing, that it touches them and or it has, has resonated with them, I think we do music people in the industry a disservice. So I'm, I'm hoping and continuing to pray that, you know, people will allow or stop trying to categorize every single beat and tone of a song of songs and know that if they're, if they're touching the people, if they're resonating with people, they got something that's called magic that's in it that you just can't even, you can't manufacture. And to allow yeah. it to do what it does and let people be, be exposed to be able to, to feel and understand or be able to experience that with, with great music. And uh, I'm, we just got to see where it goes. But the industry has been completely torn apart simply because of everything is a category. And great music is great music. The greatness in all of this is talent, and that talent is you. You bring that it factor that nobody else has but Johnny Gill. You continue doing what you do. We love you, darling. And we're going to make sure the radio plays it. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I oh, love you guys. Keep it rocking, baby. Keep <laughs> it rocking. And for everybody else, awesome. you're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. Don't forget to get our app, the American Urban Radio Network's app. Also, subscribe to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Network's.